Email todayradio at rte.ie. Well, in light of the restrictions announced yesterday, we were discussing earlier on the show what is allowed in the arts in terms of gatherings of people. Is it 15? Is it 6? Is it 50? Is it 200? Um, We got some uh, clarification of that from Hugh O'Connell from the Irish Independent earlier, but we have had a lot of questions from our listeners about dance classes and whether they are permitted to go ahead under the new guidelines. So we've checked that for you and this is what they say. Exercise and dance classes should be limited to six people according to the guidelines and should observe physical distance distancing rules. So I'm not sure what that's going to mean for all the children's dance classes and all the adults' dance classes that may be taking place, but that is what the guidelines say. You can keep your texts coming indeed to 51551 and no doubt a lot of you might want to row in on our next topic because Germany is going to introduce a a new law forcing people to take their dog for a walk at least twice a day for a total of one hour. Now, as you might have expected, this has prompted quite a lot of reaction. So we're joined on the line now by Karina Fitzsimons from Dogs Trust. Karina, thank you for joining us this morning. Um, it's hard to know where to start with this, really. What do you make of it? Hi, Sarah. I think that this whole process behind it is well-intentioned, but it's very hard to dictate to people the volume of walks that their dog should have a day because it really depends on the dog's age, their health, their breed, the weather. Um, like you're not going to take a pug for a walk on a 22-degree day at lunchtime for an hour because they will collapse. Um, so I think that's that's really the main point. But I see what they're trying to do. Mm. They're trying to ensure that dogs are not treated like teddy bears and are cuddly toys, as the German agricultural minister has said. And she's trying to um, get that to, across to people that dogs do need exercise, physical and mental exercise. And I suppose the, the big thing that we would say in Dogs Trust is really that it's quantity uh, it's quality, sorry, over quantity because when a dog goes out for a walk, it's not really how far you walk or how quickly. It's more that you let the dog enjoy their walk because the dog knows their their sense of smell is their most heightened smell and what they enjoy doing the most. So when dogs stop to sniff at lampposts, it's a bit like us being on social media or reading the newspaper. They're kind of investigating everything that's going on in their area. And that in itself is mental stimulation for dogs. And it's actually quite calming for them as well. So it's really important when your dog's out and about to let them sniff and enjoy their walk and not frog march down the road. <laughs> okay, because sometimes you do see people, for example, uh, on a bicycle with the dog and the leash, or at the odd time you'd see people with the leash out the window of a car walking, walking in inverted commas, their dog, um, to try and get them some exercise. You don't think that that's necessarily the best thing for the dog? No, definitely not. A car and a dog lead out the window, that's incredibly dangerous for so many different reasons. Mm. Um, if, you know, even the person driving, how can you really be concentrating on the road if your dog's running alongside the car and if the dog stops and the wheel ran over it? Like, there's just so many issues with that. Um, I understand if people are, you know, really elderly and they've done it for, you know, the best of intentions, but it's really not a safe thing to do. And like we'd always say to anybody, especially, you know, in the current pandemic, if anybody's ill to to have a little plan in place for who will look after your dog or exercise them, you know, in case you become ill. Um, given what's going on at the moment. I suppose you can see, as you say, you can see what they're trying to get at, certainly with this law, because you'll also see around the city centre, for example, you'll sometimes see very large dogs sitting in balconies in apartment blocks. Um, or you might have a neighbour who has a large dog, you know, who you never see. They're just out in the back garden. Uh, so how do you know how much exercise your dog needs? Again, it really depends on your dog. Um, sometimes, for example, like working breeds, like huskies and collies, 
they will require a lot more physical exercise than a smaller and um, more chilled out dog like a pug, for example. But to be honest, it really depends on the individual dog. And it also depends on you, your lifestyle, how many hours you spend with your dog and what it is you do with them while you're at home. Like some people, unfortunately, just leave their dogs at the back garden like, a, you know, a garden ornament. And that's not what they're for at all. They're um, socially adapted dogs and they want to be part of the family. So there's lots of things you can do indoors as well. And we've loads of advice on our website, dogstrust.ie, because during lockdown, there was a lot of people who couldn't go out um, for many hours at a time. And we were all being asked to only exercise for a restricted time. And also as well, it depends on, on your dog and what time you exercise them at or where you go or what distance. Um, so there's lots of things you can do in the home as well as taking your dog on a walk. So ideally, um, if your dog is physically able, like an hour's exercise a day is perfect, depending again on the breed. And then some kind of um, enrichment in the home. So it can even be like a little cardboard box with scrumpled up bits of newspaper and, and their dinner like dispersed throughout. It doesn't have to be anything fancy or you just hide some kibble around the place or when you're giving them their dinner you don't just put it in a bowl you sprinkle it around the floor so that again they get to use their nose and uh, you know teach them a new trick there's so many different things you can do with your dog that doesn't have to involve frog marking down the road at top speed like some mm-hmm. owners do so that's the main thing really to let the dogs enjoy themselves and to, to use their natural behaviour Are there any dogs Karina that wouldn't benefit from an hour outside a day of, of exercise or a walk I mean I'm thinking actually of a Cavalier King Charles that we used to own um, who really I'd say if I had suggested to him or tried <laughs> to bring him on an hour of a walk I mean he just sat down and refused after about you know 15-20 minutes so I mean are there dogs who, who would be like that who, who just you know who aren't up to it or are not interested Yes, one of my colleagues actually has um, a very tiny little chihuahua who who is is quite horrified sometimes at the prospect of stepping outside if it's damp. (laughs) And we actually have quite a few staffies in our rehoming centre who don't like getting their hair wet either. (laughs) Again, it depends on the weather. Um, Some dogs just don't enjoy long walks. And again, it's up to you as the owner. Like, you know your dog the best. And you can tell if your dog's enjoying themselves or not. And if you're out and about, and say you have your dog for a few years, years and they're starting to get a bit older, you'll notice towards the end of the walk, the lead is laxer, they're kind of plodding along behind. So, you know, keep an eye on your dog. And I think the main thing is the walk isn't for you. The walk is for your dog. And if you kind of think like that, the dog will enjoy it more. And if you're wanting to keep fit, you can go out and do your own walk after you walk the dog. But it's basically really just let them enjoy themselves and they'll tell you how much is too far or how much is not enough. Uh, Patricia from Intercore has texted to say the best thing they can do for dogs is ban dog prams. Dog prams? Yeah, um, some, you see, before dogs, before puppies are fully vaccinated, some people do take them out in little kind of dog buggies and they let them smell and see all the sights of the world without being down on the ground with the risk of contracting a potentially fatal condition or yeah, illness. Seriously. Also, there are dogs with arthritis or dogs recovering from surgery that people can bring out in those prams as well. So it really, really, again, depends on the quality of life that the dog has and if they can't walk, is it a long-term condition that, you know, involves pain? And then you'd have to have a discussion with your vet about their quality of life and stuff. So it kind of really, again, depends on the individual dog and the mm. circumstances. And do dog prams look like baby prams? Like, are they the they same could, idea? Yeah, a little bit, but they kind of, like, they're kind of all covered in and then you open, like, a little zip bit or you can have, like, a little bit that they look out. <laughs> Okay. Um, a couple of people, though, voicing concerns, actually, about what they see in terms of dogs. I mean, Annette is texting to say her neighbours keep their Labrador in the garden without any walks, and she thinks this is very sad. Is it, is it necessarily very sad, or could those Labradors be all right? 
No, it's it's sad because dogs, if you lived in um, a house that had two acres and all those dogs ever got was those two acres, that becomes boring to them. Like they, their natural instinct is, is to roam and to sniff and take in new information. So dogs need to go outside their home environment if they're healthy and fit enough to do so. And what we would say to people is if your dog, say, for example, is recovering from surgery or has had, you know, some kind of cruciate repair and is limited on exercise and can't go too far or can't go out, you can actually get the outside world and bring it to your dog. So you can get little lunch boxes and put holes in it and take leaves from like the Phoenix Park or grass from Malloy Castle or, you know, there's all these different ways. But your dogs need to experience this, the smells and sights of the outside world and not be confined in a back garden. Yeah, it's interesting because um, by the look of our text line, there's a lot of people who don't really understand that there is a wrong way to walk a dog. You know, it's not just take yeah. them out and take them back in again. One person is saying um, some dog owners take their dogs for a walk to let them go to the toilet. I've seen people go out for a walk as soon as the dog fouls in the grass or footpath they head back home again um, this person is saying that's a big problem and I suppose by the sense of what you're saying it is a problem It is because it, it, it's again we, we have to be careful because those people could have already given their dog an hour's walk sure. and maybe this could be their second or third walk but dogs shouldn't be taken outside just to to urinate or defecate. The walk is like one of the most important things that they can do just for their mental well-being because I'm sure as many people have experienced if you're working from home during lockdown it's kind of a little bit like what it's like to be a dog at home all day because and I think that's given more people an appreciation of oh god this is what my dog does all day when I'm at work so um, I hope it has a positive effect on people and they really have gotten the understanding of why going outside and getting fresh air is so you know important I wonder when you're getting your dog licence should you have to pass some sort of little test like you do with your driving licence to make sure that you understand how to look after a dog that would be ideal but like a lot of these things it's enforcement and and how you would enforce it when you adopt a dog from dog trucks we actually have um, a pre-adoption talk and we actually do a little presentation where we explain all this information and we do have lots of information on our website um, so if anyone has any questions at all about anything like this, they're more than welcome to contact Dogs Trust. A couple more texts. Uh, one person says, Sarah, my neighbour has two small dogs and they never get a walk. They're left in the back garden with absolutely no socialisation. They're fed and that's it. Why do people like that have to have dogs, says this person? Well, that's a very good question. Um, and it doesn't, you know, just because your dog is tiny doesn't mean they don't need exercise. All dogs need mental stimulation. Um, it, you know, again, even if the dog is ill or for whatever reason, unless your vet has given advice not to, to exercise your dog, it's so important that the experience and environment, that's not their usual home environment. All right. And just finally, then, the German ministry with responsibility for all of this has said that the 16 federal states will be responsible for enforcing the rule. Um, any idea, Karina, how you would enforce that rule? I honestly don't. That's the first thing I thought when I read this this morning, is like, how would this be enforced? Because there's something like 9 million dogs in Germany. So I don't really understand how this would be enforced unless it's a case of your neighbour rings a special hotline to say you haven't walked your dog or something. Mm. Um, But I don't really know. Again, I do understand the thought process behind it. And I, I think it's lovely that they care about dogs so much. But again, all of these things have to be practical and you have to have the individual's dog's best interest at heart. All right, Karina Fitzsimons from Dogs Trust. Thank you very much for joining us this morning and for bringing me the whole concept of dog prams, which I'm going to have to look up after the show. Thank you very much for now. Today with Sarah McInerney on RTE Radio 1.